0: Just ahead of the Jim Gilbert Nature Notes show, just a reminder, coming along around 7.30 or so on Healthy Matters this morning, we mentioned it earlier, Uh, the entire show will be dedicated to sleep, insomnia, snoring, all things related to sleep or lack thereof. Uh, Sleep apnea, of course, we'll be talking about that with the doctor too. So get those uh, sleep questions ready. It's going to be a big show coming along at 7.30 on Healthy Matters here on CCO. In the meantime, next, Jim Gilbert's Nature Notes. And Nature Notes brought to us, of course, every week, every Sunday morning by our friends at Buy the Yard Patio Furniture and those good folks at Cardinal Corner. We'll talk to Jim in uh, just a moment. First, I want to talk a little bit about Cardinal Corner. If you want to enjoy nature's entertainment, I hope you see my friends Pam and Lee from Cardinal Corner. They have their... A huge selection of squirrel-proof feeders that attract all kinds of birds. Uh, Cardinal Corner 2 has a spectacular selection of hummingbird feeders and swings as well. They have so many different types of feeders. Uh, They've got wind chimes. Uh, You're going to find yourself really browsing for quite some time. You get lost in there. And bird baths, beautiful selection like you won't find anywhere else. And one thing you will find there, they have the freshest bird seed around. You're going to attract more birds with that. Fresh Bird Seed. And if you have not subscribed to their monthly newsletter, all kinds of tips and stories, subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in. I hope you see Lee and Pam, West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy is at the Newport Center location. They always like to talk with you, 651-455-6556, or again online at cardinalcorner.com. You will find that Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Uh, just a reminder, before we hit Jim, uh, Jim Gilbert's show, it is pre-recorded because Jim has taken a bit of a vacation. And when we have Jim live next Sunday, he'll tell us exactly where he went. It sounds like a marvelous trip. But here's the uh, Jim show. And good morning to you, Jim Gilbert, on, the, on this Sunday morning. Uh, what do you have on your nature notes today?
1: Oh, Danny, there's so many interesting things. But first of all, of course, sunrise, sunrise, six eleven sunset 8:24. So today in the twin season area, we have 14 hours and 13 minutes of daylight. We've lost 18 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. I don't like to dwell on that too much, but and a total of one hour and 23 minutes has been lost since June 21st, the solstice when summer began in the Northern Hemisphere.
0: Well, we lost that pretty quickly, didn't we?
1: Yeah, one hour and 23 minutes uh, have been lost. But we've got lots. You know, we've got these 14 hours, 13 minutes. Now, uh, also, the normal high temperature is 81. Normal low temperature is 63. That's for uh, August 12th. Also, uh, records for today, August 12th in the Twin Cities, high was set 53 years ago, 1965, high, 94. That's the warmest on record. So record low was set 57 years ago, and 1961 at 45 degrees. So record high, 94, record low, 45. On this date, 33 years ago, we had our most rain on record, and that was 2.43 inches. The new waxing thin thin crescent moon rises at 743, that's this morning, and sets this evening at 930. Probably you won't notice it uh, during the day because it's so thin, so hard to see, but easy to see in the evening once the sun goes down at 824, then we can see this thin crescent moon for almost an hour. Today is the Perseid meteor shower peak. So those who like to get out and look at at the meteors, this will be a good night. The planet Venus is bright in the western sky starting about half hour after sunset. Now tomorrow um, early evening and the early evening of Tuesday, that will be August 13th and 14th, the crescent moon will be near the bright planet Venus. That's another way of finding it. The Waxing Moon will be at first quarter, Saturday, August 18th. And our next full moon will be August 27th. All kinds of neat things happening. During daylight hours, white line sphinx moths sometimes called hummingbird moths visit garden flowers such as petunias to feed they'll be they'll just you see them hovering right in front of the flower and you think looks like a hummingbird to me but these are the sphinx moths and sometimes in the same garden you'll see a ruby-throated hummingbird and a white-lined sphinx moth hovering and feeding on petunias at the same time Spider webs glisten on sunny, dewy mornings. Ripe wild grapes offer hikers a pleasant snack. In northern Minnesota, four-foot-tall fireweed has clusters of rose-purple flowers. This wildflower rapidly invades sites after forest fires. Other showy wildflowers seen in the north now include pearly everlasting, tall sunflower, cow parsnip, Black eyed Susan, and flat top white aster. In southern Minnesota, boneset, jewelweed, um, blue vervain, joe weed. these are some of the blooming plants in wetland areas. In prairie areas, very, very colorful, right? Continue to be very colorful right now. And we're seeing grasses like big blue stem and Indian grass, which are shedding pollen and blooming wildflowers such as cup plant, prairie dock, blazing star, and gray-headed coneflower. And I should mention that wild blueberry picking continues to be good in northern Minnesota. I have had reports lately from successful blueberry pickers in Hubbard County near Acasco State Park, the Ely area, and the upper part of the Gunflint uh, Trail out of Grand Marais. Now, Danny, the blueberry is probably the most sought-after of all wild blueberries in our part of the world.
0: Oh, I believe that.
1: Oh, they're so good. But this tiny fruit lures thousands of Minnesotans to the north woods. When we were young kids, our parents took my brother David and me, blueberry picking many times in late July and through August, uh, in the jackpine forest of Hubbard County. Many people plan vacations during the ripe blueberry season, which often lasts through July and August and into September. A successful blueberry outing can be talked about for years. Blueberries grow on low shrubs. So shrubs typically, you know, like a foot high, like that, in sandy, acid soil, dry areas, open forest clearing, they grow in rocky areas in the region of coniferous forests also not only do blueberries with their 83 percent water uh, content taste great but nutritionally they are valuable for they contain vitamins A and C plus calcium phosphorus potassium and even some of the B vitamins in pursuit of wild blueberries this is I I got this from an article many many years ago in, in the Star Tribune and the author says In pursuit of wild blueberries, pickers may be forced to walk long distances. Stand, squat, and bend in awkward positions. Yield but not succumb to the blazing sun and hot temperatures. Battle deer flies and mosquitoes. Watch out for ticks and poison ivy. And give the right-of-way to a local bear. Remember, the blueberry crop is one of the bear's main courses, But we are out there in the patch just gathering some dessert. I love that. Um, Through the 1990s, uh, Sandy Alstrom and I, as two Hopkins teachers, taught a summer field biology class for students in 4th through 12th grade. It was just amazing. Many of these students returned summer after summer after summer and taking the class, and we put a little different emphasis on for each summer. But during our summer field biology class, we'd always spend one week at Wolf Ridge Environmental Learning Center. That's near Finland, Minnesota, right along the North Shore. And we'd hike up to Marshall Mountain that offered great views of Lake Superior. So we're up about 900 feet above, you know, above the surrounding there. But we, uh, as we'd hike, the students, and us too, we'd gather wild service berries, red raspberries, strawberries, and blueberries. And we're also on the lookout for ripe wild thimbleberries and dewberries. And to this day, every once in a while, I'll run to one of these former students and say, remember all the good eating, all the fun that we had. There's something about going out and just gathering something, a handful of blueberries or whatever, eating it. It's, um, It's neat. Well, we got some other things here, too. Do we have time for some more? Sure, orange. let's
0: do a couple more.
1: Okay. Most ruby throated hummingbirds leave northern Minnesota by September 12th and the southern part by September 25th. So we have plenty of time to watch this marvel of the bird world. Right now, there's a feeding frenzy involving ruby throated hummingbirds at many feeding stations, and some people put up more feeders. Here in southern Minnesota, the young of the year have joined the others, and also there are probably some migrants from the north. Ruby-throated hummingbirds are inquisitive and easily attracted to feeders. They will even swoop down to investigate red articles of clothing. (laughs) That happened to people just standing next to me. Thus, feeders with red parts are best when trying to attract them. They quickly become accustomed to human presence, um, and they produce endless entertainment for all who take the time to watch. Sometimes when I go out to put more uh, sugar water in the feeders, the hummingbirds like follow me around, and, and I'm carrying the feeder, and I put it up, and within seconds they're on it. I fill our feeders with a mixture of one part white sugar, that you know, crystal white sugar. And uh, four parts water. I just dissolve it in warm water from the tap. But I do clean out the feeders each time. And I never add food coloring because some of the food coloring is um, not good for the hummingbirds. The Ruby Thoroughly Hummingbird is our tiniest Minnesota bird. They're three to three and a half inches long. have an average weight of 3.4 grams. Now, Denny, if you figure that out, 3.4 grams. It would take 133, that's 133 ruby throated hummingbirds to equal one pound. Oh, my goodness. What a <laughs> yeah, ratio. <that's> totally amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, it's an amazing and, creature.
1: And you know what? They have high body temperatures, fast heartbeats, and rapid breathing rates, so they must consume about two-thirds of their body weight each day. Imagine if we did that. Wow. Oh gosh. (laughs) A major portion of their diet is sugar derived from flower, nectar, and uh, pollen and tree sap. They also need protein for their muscles, and they get that by ingesting insects. If you want to learn more about hummingbirds, the 10th annual Henderson Hummingbird Hurrah is coming up this next Saturday, August 18th from 9 to 4, rain or shine. The Henderson Hummingbird Hurrah is a family event that celebrates the ruby throated Hummingbird, Minnesota's smallest bird. And this is a free event open to the public featuring hummingbird banding from 9 to noon, children's activities, speakers, garden tours, and more. Birders and garden enthusiasts will gather at Bender Park, um, and the Minnesota New Country School, which is right near there. and It's all in Henderson. Henderson is a picturesque town along the Minnesota River near the sewer, kind of between Belle Plaine and St. Peter. The flying jewels, the hummingbirds, should be seen in numbers in the garden. They are preparing for their migration to Mexico and Central America. That, that hummingbird uh, festival, the Henderson Hummingbird Hurrah, is just, so much fun! Can't be there this year, but um, I've been there uh, many years in the past.
0: Yeah, I remember you talking about that in in years past. And I'm thinking about those wonderful creatures, the hummingbird, and how nice it is to sit on your by the yard furniture and watch them feed. Don't you oh, think?
1: <laughs> no, could you? You can't. You couldn't beat that one.
0: No, <laughs> the by the, the yard furniture, Jim, and I have told you about for years is a CCO Land Company family run business. You leave it outside. And it doesn't matter the, how many how many storms, snow or rain or sun have your is your furniture experienced like
1: ours. I don't know. In ten years, I can't. I, I you know, there's been so many things happen.
0: It's got a 35-year warranty, uh, Buy the Yard Furniture. That's going to be the last pad of your furniture you buy. You just keep uh, adding to it. This is season two, I might uh, say this, Jim, to visit Buy the Yard's huge showroom in Jordan that you and I talk about, experience their fire tables. In fact, you can receive a free s'more pack with the purchase of any new fire table this month, visit mm-hmm. the showroom, Jim, and I tell you about that all the time. It's in Jordan, quick drive down 169. You're going to see over 300 different maintenance-free items, or like a lot of folks do right after Jim's show, they get on the web and go to buytheyard.net. You'll see what Jim and I talk about and have spoken about this great uh, furniture for so many years. Buytheyard.net.
1: Good stuff, and I should mention too. If you're on 169 and you see the the Chaska turn off, just keep going a few more miles and then by the yard will be on on the left, on your left. Excellent. And then you get into that showroom and you'll be totally amazed at what you see. Jim, we have about two minutes to go. Okay. Um, Purple Martins, the largest member of the Swallow family, are lined up on utility lines as they we call a prepare for migration or a stage for migration. Insects. Uh, excuse, me, I talked a little bit about insects. The nest of the bald-faced hornet—that's the original paper maker. These nests are growing layer by layer. The nests look like gray footballs up in trees. The second generation of monarch butterflies um, now on the wing. Garden roses continue to bloom in profusion. It's peak time for. Sun-ripe tomatoes, gardeners are busy harvesting, celery, green peppers, onions, carrots, beets, potatoes, tomatoes, muskmelons, cucumbers, acorn squash, zucchini, cabbages, watermelons, sweet corn, and the list goes on. Isn't that amazing? I love going to the horticulture building at the Minnesota State Fair and seeing what people bring in. And I should mention uh, spinach. Radish and leaf lettuce seeds may be planted in gardens for a fall crop. And early season apples now ripe include William's Pride, Oriole, Viking, Mantet, and Zestar. And I'm looking for one more here. And I'm just, oh, I got it. I found it. Both butternut and black walnut trees are showing some yellow leaflets as an early preview of fall color. They're the first ones that show a few leaves of fall color. Baroque acorns fall. Some people report hearing them hitting their rooftops. <laughs> I've, imagined I've heard that <laughs> myself. And you well, mentioned the Oh,
0: well, yeah. Uh, we'll have more next week, though, for sure. And you mentioned the State Fair. That's just a matter of days away. But let's you and I talk again uh, one week from today. Is that all right, Jim?
1: Look forward to it. Bye good. for now. Good.
0: Have a good week. Bye-bye. You too